everyone. Welcome back to Bobblehead Podcast. Hey, we've got a really great episode for you here where Dav and I dive into really looking at what's the future look like. Um, and we call that being strategic. So in this series of end of year planning, this is the second podcast in that series where in the first episode, we really talked about looking back and seeing what you did this past year, being reflective. In this episode, we look forward. We be strategic and look forward at what is it, what's coming, how do we plan for it, how do we incorporate those plans into our end of year planning, which is going to lead to the next couple episodes we talk about. But for today, hey, this is really good. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Let's jump right into it. Thanks for being here. Hey, Tim. Hello, Davin. And it's been, I feel like it's been minutes. It's been, it's been a minute <laughs> or two. Oh man, that uh, that last episode was good. Uh, this series, I think, is going to be fun—a fun one to get into. You know, what one of the things that um, that I feel like we do best at. Of course, the audience may be listening to this, going, "You guys have no clue," but uh, you know, is we do best talking about things we're going through at the moment, and uh, that's one of the reasons we chose this series is end of your planning because that's what we're going through right now. So it's fun to kind of talk through it, and it's good for good for listeners i think to kind of hear how we do it um you know they can determine whether what those are good steps or not um which by the way that reminds me please go to uh bobblehead podcast uh, for our instagram page and let us know exactly what you think is working and give us your opinion on you know what you do or what you think we're crazy or whatever it is we'd love that feedback um but other than that man it's 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 fun to be able to talk through what you're going through which reminds me, how was your weekend? Um, I, I spent the weekend at, at Fort Hood. Uh, I actually walked in a little bit sheepishly because if you've yeah, seen, I, yeah. By I'm, the way, I noticed, let me just start this off. by yeah. I walk in today and look in your <laughs> office and he's got his headphones on. He's looking at his computer with his hoodie over his head. Yeah. Which I was, I was like, man, has the sun been that bright that you've got a sunburn on your head? No. What was, what's going on? Are you trying to? know a little bit peep or what's going on here so here's here's the thing like i i have a firm belief that if you're bald-headed which i am grass doesn't grow on a busy street don't judge me it's i like being bald but uh, (laughs) you need to have some measure of facial hair and so i normally have a beard that's reasonably well maintained but in in the off chance i i still have to go do some military stuff every now and then i'm going through get to go do some military stuff have to get to whatever we can and that's for me and my counselor to discuss, but uh, I I have I have to shave. I'm going through a medical discharge, medical retirement process from my time in the military, but I had to go down and I have to shave. And and I honestly, I'm a pretty confident man. You know that about me. But yeah. I hate having to shave my facial hair, being bald headed. I told I think I told you I look like you know, I am legend. Those vampire zombie things. Like I should attack yeah. people from the darkness. It, it's just it's the worst thing ever. It's kind of like, though, when, when you, uh, I remember I had braces when I was a kid. And you, every kid that had braces, as soon as you get them off, you can't help but, you know, constantly be feeling your teeth. Like, well, they feel weird. They feel, so do you do that when you shave? Like, for the first three or four hours, you're just constantly touching your face? Like, this feels really strange. No, the tears do that. <laughs> the, t- the tears don't get caught up in the facial hair. They just flow. Oh, the tears of <laughs> sadness and embarrassment. It, it, it's like when you, you know, when you would shave your dog down in the summertime. <laughs> And they'd come home from the groomer just sheepish and, yeah. and you know, tail kind of tucked, you know? <laughs> I was going to say, and just completely ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to sleep until Friday when I get, a, like, a decent amount of facial hair back. Um, so you're doing the equivalent of a tail tuck. Yeah. 
Okay. Pretty yeah, pretty much. So speaking of tail tuck, I, I have to tell you a quick story. Um, so we have a neighbor's dog that um, evidently is, it's a healer. So I'm sure it's somewhat of an alpha dog. Um, and we have, my wife has a sheep dog. It's a sheep doodle, half sheep dog, half poodle. And uh, one of the things she likes about it is it's a really good guard dog, which I didn't know when we got this thing that they were good guard dogs. You can imagine how much research I did. That's a cute dog. Let's get one. Um, and so, but our dog is also this kind of alpha big dog. So we share a fence with our next door neighbor. Our neighbors aren't home very often, maybe once a month, every two weeks at most. But, um, you know, they, try, they, they typically engage quite a bit at the fence and um, not in a positive way. So I guess it was about a month or so ago, our little dog got in the middle of it and got the, her the tip of her ear bit off and bled like crazy and had taken the vet get stitches. But yesterday, um, I'm out running some errands and Jamie, uh, Jamie calls me or sends me a text and it's got a picture of Oliver, our dog, and he has and he's a black and white dog, but his beard is all white, unlike yours, which is non-existent mm. right now. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thought I'd throw that in. Uh, but his beard is not white anymore; it's red, and so it's got blood in it. And so she's freaking out. I'm freaking out. So I'm going through this dog's gums and looking through them, and he's fine. So I'm thinking he got the better end of the other, of the other dog, but um, that was the highlight of the weekend for us. That was the highlight is blood on his beard, but yet no puncture wounds. So we're good. So I spent the rest of my time putting up this mesh stuff um, on the fence between our, our dog, our yard, and the neighbor's yard so that the dogs can get at each other. That's where I am in my life right now. You know, I'm trying to find words to put to that, and you know, normally I'm not short for for words, but yeah. more more, te- more tears would probably be, you could be sad for me because that's my life. You know, shaving my face doesn't sound so bad. You feel um, better about yourself, don't you? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm gonna skip out of this room once we're done. But uh, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine the HOA is gonna love that that mesh. Um, oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's gonna you're gonna get great. a sternly worded email. Yes, and that's okay. Yeah, okay. I'd, rather, I'd rather deal with a stern email than a cold house. Hey, but you know what though, Oliver, man, good boy for for protecting for protecting Piper. Oh, listen, I'm sure that our whole family would not be here today if it weren't for Oliver protecting us. And here's the other thing before we before we wrap this little this little tete a tete up is that I like that you didn't do any research on Oliver because it frankly it, it doesn't matter. And I know, I guess that's part of the wisdom of life is you were smart enough to know that your either buy-in or lack thereof on the purchase of Oliver had absolutely zero bearing on whether you were going to get Oliver or not. Nope. In fact, I can remember saying, yeah, that's a great idea. Tell me again what you want to (laughs) do. Where are we going? Yeah, where are we going? And we're getting the dog. Okay. Why? Why do we need a second dog? Oh, because you want one? That's, I love that idea. That's great. Yeah. But you know what? All that being said, he's a great dog, and I do love him. Yeah, he really is, and that's an incredible deep dive into gap and gain. Like, you really had to look for the gain on the weekend. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, my takeaway, my, my win is half the clips are still on the fence that I held the mesh up with after the wind that blew through. You know, and That's my win. Well, and, and I, I, I really can't identify with you because as a, um, 
as the backbone of America as a rancher, <laughs> I've had to roll out a significant amount of that mesh fence over the last couple of months to uh, to protect my herd. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I really failed to say thank you this morning for helping to uh, feed America. So if you let me <laughs> enjoyed that beef on your plate thank, last night, thank you for your service as as an army vet, and uh, thank you for your ongoing protection of America by feeding, feeding you know, just the, the born into a life of service from the Marceau Ranch <laughs> born into a life of service Tim so in, enjoy that T-bone that's on your that's that was diligently provided to your table right Marceau Ranch I'm waiting on the I'm waiting on the delivery thank you oh, so man. with that being said yeah with that wow. being said you talk about it like a, a segue that has absolutely nothing to do with the topic at hand. we heard um yeah, so I, I think the next, what we talked about last time was really looking backwards. When we're, we're talking about end-of-year planning, we're looking backwards. And what we want to talk on this um, episode uh, in our series is is looking forward. And that's the strategic side of where are we going? Um, what's next? So we've we've looked at last year, we've, we've taken away the wins. We've looked at um, the strengths. What did we accomplish? We've, we've looked at, um, you know, the numbers. And we've also looked at what we've learned. So now we're, we get to be visionary for next year. What do we want to accomplish? You know, for us, mentioned last time in the last podcast that we've really spent a lot of time and effort on really enhancing and really bringing a whole new product out. For those who aren't, aren't aware, we're in healthcare, IT. We build software for typically acute care hospitals, um, some ambulatory you know, physician practices, but that's what we do. And so when we bring out something new, it not only has to be innovative, but you know, there's a lot of stuff on the back end that have to be done right for a lot of reasons. And healthcare is just a different animal. So uh, for us, you know, this last year we've done a lot of planning for you know 2021, and, and now we're reviewing that. But now 2022 is going to be a really big year in a couple of ways, and you know that's where you know we all have our favorites based on how we think, but this is. This is my favorite part of year in planning, and that's really looking ahead and dreaming about, you know, not only what we can do, but what have we done this year to prepare for next year and how we're going to take those things and, and, for instance, this new product we've built and launch it in the marketplace. Yeah, and I think that really speaks back to the, the previous episode, the importance of, you know, the reflection element of things and, and laying the foundation for assessing how the year went. Because we, I think we tend to overemphasize what January first means. And in reality, it's just another, it's another day in a calendar year. But we 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 tend to view the year in in chunks. But the good side about that reflection is it allows us to, of course, be able to lay the foundation to strategize about what's next, but not get wrapped up in that day. Right. And this is again for you is where you this is where you live, right? You live in the the big side of the strategy. And then I jump in there and take it through from the, the strategic side of things to the tactical executable right. side of it. Yeah, and th- this is this is happy place for me. This is where I spend the majority of my time is looking at what's possible. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that I do best is looking at opportunities. Um, one of the things I do worst is is uh, knowing which opportunities we really need to react to. Um, but every opportunity I see is the next big thing. And so I spend a lot of time of writing down that opportunity and thinking through and dreaming of what we could do, how could we get there. Um, you know, one, one of the things based on my Colby score and how I think is, 
you know, thinking through how do we get there and what's the easiest way? How can we take something that's already existing, tweak it, tune it to be something different to be able to handle a different problem? Um, and it's the same way with, you know, looking forward to, in this, in this case, for 2022 for us, how can we launch this product and where do we launch it? And how do we get this to, how do we get the word out to the most number of people and let people know, especially our current customers, that we've been listening to them and this is the byproduct of what they've asked. Well, and I think an area where we've gotten really good at, and I think it's a byproduct of the trust that you have in your team, is that you you bring this stuff to basically the second day of like our Q4E team, right? Where I think before it was generally, I think you and Cody would kind of make some decisions about what the next big thing would would be, and, and we would develop a strategy around that. But now I feel over the last three and a half years, it's become a much more collaborative effort. Like you, you come to the table with you know, varying levels of belief about what the next big thing could be, but you're super open and collaborative to hear feedback of either, you know, confirmation or denial of this next big thing. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I've seen you grow a whole lot in that area where it's like you, it's not, you know, like the, the, you know, the iron hand, this is right. what we're going to do right. now. How are we going to do it? You're right. like, okay, so I think this is going to be it based on this. What do you guys think? Right. And a lot of that comes from, be better understanding myself, um, understanding, you know, both my, the tools that I have, um, the limitations as well as, uh, the assets and knowing how to use the way I think as an asset, but yet not allow that to be a liability. And the way that I keep it from being a liability is to trust the group. Um, part of that too is them understanding who I am and me understanding who they are and them having the confidence that I can throw something out and ask their opinion and shut up and them give their opinion. But I know that, you know, and this hasn't always been the case, Davin, is before I would throw out something and one of the reasons I would just act on it was I'd get a lot of, well, yeah, but that's, you know, we haven't done that this way before or no, I don't think we can do that or which, you know, understanding how I think is don't tell me we can't do something. That just makes me want to do it more. Even if it's a bad idea, I'll do it anyway just to prove to you that you're, you're, not, you're wrong, um, which that goes back to the liability side of the way I think. So I have to be careful with that. But, you know, the group now is great in that we can talk about it. I'm okay with at the end of the day if we decide not to do that, um, it, it, talking through it. But, but the positive aspect of, you know, the group talking that through and hashing that through and not just stomping on it um, allows me the freedom to share those ideas and share them in a way that everybody can understand what it is. It's not, I don't get overhyped about it. I don't get overexcited about it. Um, you know, Cody and I used to get so excited and not get really upset when no, when no one else is excited as we were about the concept of what we could do. Um, but, you know, it's just, once again, it's just different ways of thinking to, uh, to understand how people think and how you think and throw those things out and get great, great feedback. And you know, I, I can remember, even maybe it was last year, um, you know, throwing out a couple of things and what it wound up being after talking with the team was not exactly the same thing I started with. But that's great. You know, it led to something that turned out to be something great that was a success because the team was able to mold it and morph it 
according to what would be best for our customers and best for the team and yeah. not just because it's a great opportunity. Right. And, and again, I think that that speaks to the importance of having a well-rounded, confident team also, you know, coupled with a leader that's willing to hear that bi-directional feedback. Um, because inevitably our departmental leaders understand the gap between what I'm thinking, what you're thinking, you know, from the ivory tower towards what it means to execute upon this. And we have to appreciate that there is some sort of gap between those two things. And so you may come up with an idea. I may come up with an idea but there's some inevitable iterative back and forth that has to happen in an evolution of this idea to take it from that idea in a strategy session towards something that's executable, working big to small. And, and you know, I, I said this earlier and I'm going to kind of change the way I say it a little bit is having a little bit of conflict in there is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've tried for four years or really for five years, I've tried to incorporate, you know, really getting people's opinions. And I want to hear if, if it's a bad idea, I need to hear that. If you think it's a terrible idea and you have good reason for that, tell me and let's, and let's get, let's not get heated, but let's argue about it a little bit. And it's okay. If you're passionate, if you're, I need to know that you're passionate about this because I'm going to be passionate about it. But if you're as passionate about it, that tells me there's something I'm missing and I need that in my life. And uh, so don't be, you know, don't be afraid of conflict in the middle of this. Well, and I remember, I think the first time that I came to a, an ET meeting and we went through, it was, you know, a strategy session that is markedly different than what we do now, but it was a strategy session nonetheless. And I remember we were going through some ideas and nobody was really engaging in it. Everybody kind of was given you know, the old North South, like, okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, these, these guys don't, they're not bought into what it is that he's saying. These yeah. are complete counterfeit yeses. And you know, these, these people are, too unengaged to even start the process of turning this into something that can be brought to fruition. Right. You know, where now we are willing, violent agreements, you know, we're mm-hmm. willing to, to lay these things out to the point where, I mean, there's no yelling, but there's passionate, you know, disagreements about things. Right. And that's okay because we're, we're able to reveal, you know, not just the, the feasibility of it, but the spirit behind the leaders that are ultimately going to have to take this thing to fruition. Right. And, and, in me, it's it's an engagement, mm-hmm. and when when you're giving me your opinion and it may be opposite of mine, I'm okay with that. But you're engaged, and and it tells me as the business owner, you know, we talk about you know the way I see em- employees and I, about value, is when you're pushing back to me because you're passionate about why you feel this or why you think you're right, man. You know what that tells me is you care. Is when you sit there and give me, you know, north south nods. And I can tell you're not engaged, man, your value goes way down to me. You know, people think that they're doing the right thing by just agreeing with everything, even though they don't, um, or they don't get it. And they're saying, well, that's a great idea. And they have no idea what you're even talking about, man. There's not much worse that makes the arrow go down on value when people do that. And they think they're doing the opposite, but you know, that, that, um, that agreeing when you don't really understand it or don't know, or don't care. That's about the worst thing you can do as a team member. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, anecdotally, this is usually day two of our team meeting. Right. Or, you know, the, the second part of day one, because we've reflected on the year and now we're strategizing about execution. And it's, we go through this process of, we throw out an idea, we vet the idea, and then there's inevitably some transition where it has to go to the departmental leaders 
where you have to take a step away and be like, okay, so here's my idea. Here's how the idea has evolved. Now, how do you strategize at the departmental level in order to, again, going big to small to take this from a concept to something that's executable? And that's one of the good things I, I like about we have our Monday morning meetings is, mm-hmm. is I get to hear back on how those projects are going. Um, you know, we've, I think we've talked about it probably a year and a half ago on, on one of the podcasts about, you know, for me, what I call black holes. And that's where we throw something out, we talk about it, here's something we want to accomplish, and then I'll hear anything more about it. And, um, you know, to me, right or wrong, that tells me that nobody cares about this, it's not been worked on, when in actuality it probably is. But, but to be able to hear that feedback on Mondays of here's where we are with that, it does two things for me. Number one, it says we're working towards accomplishing this, but also it helps me, it gives me reassurance that we're still on the path that we've all agreed to. Because I can't tell you how we'll get to the end of, used to, we get to the end of a project and they go, hey, we've wrapped that up. And I'm like, great, what was the result? And they go, well, it was this. Where, where'd that come from? That wasn't anywhere near what we were trying to accomplish. And come to find out, it was kind of where the, that team and that division um, went with because that was the path of least resistance. And, yeah. that, and that infuriates me. Yeah, and, and there's, we've put a lot of mecha- mechanisms in place now to make sure that that doesn't happen. And you know, one of the later episodes, we're going to talk about objectives and key results, right. which is taking a strategy and giving it life, making it executable. But then we, we follow up on things weekly, A, with the executive team meeting on Mondays, but then we do the weekly business review. And those WBRs are centered around OKRs, which are centered around strategies that we want to bring to life. Yep. And what's fun about this to me, and this is one of the things that's most fun, especially with guys like you that are here, is it's a fun time to me to, to dream and plan. Um, but also it's great because you have dreams and plans for next year, but they're different than mine in that you're looking operationally, how can we become more efficient? Where do we allocate our money? Where do we allocate the budget? Where do we allocate people? Um, and you're putting together based on the results of those discussions of looking forward of how we're going to put those in and, and put those into the budget. Cause that's really what we're talking about now is, is how do we take those dreams and go, okay, how, can, what dreams can we afford? What dreams are going to make the most difference either culturally, um, or customer service based or profitability, right? So trying to decide what those are and how do we allocate resources to the ones that are most important. And then me not being the one decide really what's most important, but it's the team. What's the most important thing? What's the most important place we put money and resources this year? What are those things? You know, for me, it's always product just because that's where I live. Um, And that's where, you know, revenue eventually comes from. But there's also things that we have to pay attention to that you're good. You did a you do a great job of bringing those up going, for instance, this last year of really looking at admin, the accounting side, guys, we re, I'm going to spend a lot, lot of time this year of really looking at a way to shore up how we do our admin. And that's boy, for me, that's, that's a terrible place because number one, there's, it's just a cost center. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have no idea operationally how some of this stuff works but you know for you that was a major that was a major project for this year is getting it done um so having that as part of that and to bring those up man those are i mean those are things that i don't enjoy but i know they're important and so for you to say that's something we needed to accomplish in 2021 even though to me it's like man i'd rather spend that time and effort and money on 
you know, getting the product out faster or doing more marketing or whatever it is. Man, we had to do that. And it's, it's been a really good move for us to do that. Um, but when we look to the future, it, it really takes everybody because there's different parts that are important to everyone. And looking at what's most important and what's going to give us the most return, not just financially, but as a company with our, you know, with our customers, what's going to give us the best return. Yeah, there's there's a part of that that you said that I really want to key in on, and, and it's you know, the, the balance of these strategic initiatives and the idea that not everything has to come from the top down. And regardless of what strategies we come up with that we decide we're going to turn into something, that something turns into a project and those projects have cost, capital, operational outlay, et cetera, that we need to account for, but not all of it comes from the top. You know, we've got some really smart, capable, competent exec- executives in this company who do a good job of empowering their people who interact with our people at the front line every day. And some of our best ideas percolate up from the bottom. I do, yeah. And you have to show a willingness inside of that meeting to to open it up enough to, to allow your subordinate leadership to come up with the ideas as well, to strategize about what may be the best thing for our company. It doesn't have to come from the CEO's desk. It doesn't have to come from the CEO's desk. Sometimes it comes from a project manager's desk. Absolutely. And what's, what's fun to me is to be able to have those discussions before that, before those end of your meetings and where somebody has an idea and be able to talk through that idea with someone um, before that meeting happens. And by doing that, by the time the meeting rolls around, you're able to express it and communicate it so much better because you've been able to bounce it off someone else. Um, that's been fun too. And you actually wind up with a lot more buy-in when you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's, it's a, it's, it's already been, the edges have been rounded off a little bit. And so when you communicate it, it sounds better. It looks better. Um, it's been thought out a little bit better than just an idea on the whiteboard. Yeah, absolutely. And for us, this is a rare event for 2022 where it's something that's completely brand new. You know, a lot of times the strategies and what you come up with as a company is, is kind of this continuous evolution of what it is that's been happening. And you're coming up with better ways, smarter ways, newer ways, newer product related to that, but it's, it's pretty rare that, you know, it's a whole new thing, Yeah. you know, and, and that's, I know we'll get into that later on, but it's, it's a, a fun element because since I've been here, I think we've done a completely new rollout of, of, no. of a wholesale new thing. You haven't been here when we've done a big one like this. It should be complete and utter madness. <laughs> it's going to be chaos, absolute chaos, but good chaos because, you know, you know, we talked in the first uh, podcast in the series about, you know, looking back and, and gap and gain. One of the things we've been able to do is look back and say what's worked in the past. You know, working through with Cody on the marketing side of it, and with A Train, and and with Landon and Mike, and and looking through is what we're going to start. We started early, looking at what can this be. How do we want to do this the right way? Um, because we've never been able to do that before. We've always created the product and go, okay, great. Now how do we get it out? But before we even drop the product, we're actually working on how are we going to launch it? How are we going to communicate with it? So, man, that's really fun to be able to do that ahead of time. So, yeah, this is a big one. I think you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that has to happen after that. And, and again, that kind of lays the foundation for for our next episode that we'll get into uh, next week. So I'm super excited for that. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that we know, Tim, is that we don't have all the answers for this stuff. Absolutely not. You know, a lot of our listeners, you guys have been doing this for a really long time and um, are good at strategy, are good at execution. And so one thing that we ask of you guys is, you know, help – us get better. Yeah. Reach out to us on, on social media at, at Bobblehead Media on Instagram and, you know, share your stories on strategy. How do you do it? 
what have you learned? How have you gotten better over the years? And uh, make this part of the process to kind of help us all grow together. Yeah, in fact, we'd love for you to, if you, if you have something detailed that you don't want to just put in, in Instagram, um, we have a, a, an email address that we'd love you to send. It's hello at bobbleheadpodcast.com. So once again, it's reach out to us uh, via email at hello at bobbleheadpodcast.com. And let us know what your thoughts are and maybe some things that you do in the year um, that have really worked. Or if you have questions for us that you want to have a little bit more detail on there, we're happy, happy to uh, respond directly back to your email or, hey, we'll just bring it up on the podcast and talk about it. But we'd like that engagement from you that this is a two-way thing. So uh, we enjoy talking. We enjoy telling you all about that. But we also want to learn from you. So please, please engage that way. Well, and I think taking that a step further is one of the concepts we talked about in the, the whole series of this is bringing on people at the end of when we wrap up a series to talk through their experiences. And so, you know, if, if you're interested in being a guest on this whole thing, you know, let us know in that email too. We'd love to have you guys on here to help share what you guys have learned as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I like that. Let's wrap this up. I've got, uh, I've got some fence to put up, some, some hay to bale. <laughs> I'm sure you do. And uh, I have some uh, dog beard to clean. Yes, sir. All right, Tim, appreciate it. Good one as always, man. Thank you, sir. Enjoy right, it. Yep.